Hello and welcome to the third episode of Strike, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast with a British twist. I'm your host, Paul, uh, as usual. Um, soon as we're talking about a war today, it's uh, it seems a bit um, inappropriate that there's actually only two of us. Um, tonight we're we're not joined by Craig as he's he's not managed to see Civil War yet, so we've kind of uh, buzzed him out of this episode because we don't want to spoil him. And Josh is currently uh, studying for his his exams, so he's not able to make it. So tonight it's just me and Mr. Tony Bofton. Good evening. Yeah, I feel quote naked a bit, a bit naked being quoteless tonight. Yeah, it's uh, we thought it wasn't really uh, worth us trying to do a quote when there's only one person <laughs> guessing. So we've, <laughs> yeah, we've left that out, left that out for this month's episode. Um, as I said, we're going to do our review of of Civil War. Um, Warning now, there will be spoilers. We're not going to hold back. It's been out in the cinemas now for two, three weeks. So we're not going to hold back talking about what happens in the film. So if anybody's not seen it, turn off the episode now and come back to it once you've seen the film. So we're going to start, as usual, we're going to start with some news news items. I think the big one for both of us, Tony, is, is the cancellation of Agent Carter. Oh, yeah, absolutely gutted, mate, by that. Just... It was kind of a possibility, wasn't it? But to see it confirmed, yeah, I think I think the fact that that Haley had already picked up another show, and I know when they announced that she was doing that, it was said that she could do both. But I think I think it was pretty much given that the show was gone at that point. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, as an aside, I actually watched the trailer for a new show the other night. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it today. Looks and sounds very different in there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, still still government related, strangely, but yeah, but so we'll uh, take a look at it. Yeah, um, obviously, there's a couple of bits that have popped up with with Agent Carter. Obviously, there's this this big petition that's been set up um, to try and get it moved to Netflix. Yeah, um, nearly a hundred thousand signatures on it already, including mine. Yep, <laughs> and mine. Um, so whether that we know it doesn't, it very rarely doesn't do anything, but we have seen Disney do it before, with obviously with Agent Coulson after he was killed. Yeah, uh, there was a, a big fan movement towards bringing him back, and that <laughs> obviously worked. Um, and now, obviously, there's talk that she might possibly guest star in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, which isn't a, a huge surprise. No, um, she's been in it before. So. Yeah, so it's it's really not a surprise that they're talking about that. So fingers crossed it isn't the last of Agent Carter that we see. Obviously, we'll speak a little bit more about Agent Carter when it comes to the, the Civil War review, uh, I'm sure. But uh, for that, I think I think we're all sad that, that the show's gone at the moment. Um, and there's still so much more to tell. We still We haven't seen her as director of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet. No. I think that's the, that's the killing point for me, is that we haven't actually seen her progress. She's still in that same position at the moment from where yeah. the series started, and we know there's so much more story to tell. Yeah, um, I mean, especially when we, we've seen little snippets across the start of some of the movies, like, of yeah. course, her Ant-Man cameo. Yeah. Um, and also the, the other bits and pieces she's done. You kind of, you know, I saw that scene, and, and you think, yeah, I want to see some of the bits that lead up to that. Yeah, exactly. That sort of fifty, sixty something, Peggy, and yeah, exactly. And obviously, there's there's obviously a relationship further back we've seen with Howard, but where does that relationship go? 
Yeah. What's her relationship with Tony as a child? Quite. Is another storyline that I want to see because obviously Jarvis seems to be a bit of a father figure for him. Yeah. Um, as... I mean, also, as I'm saying, you cast your mind back to there's that interview with her in, I think it's set in the 50s, where she's talking about the fact that Steve is responsible for introducing her to her husband. Yeah. And we so have all that, that stuff yeah. now we're not going to get to see. Yeah. So it's, it's a sad, a sad time. Um, and obviously, in a similar situation, we also heard that, that Marvel's Most Wanted isn't being picked up. That's well, just. Yeah, that was part of last week's ABC carnage, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just a complete bloodbath. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense that they've let Marvel take these two characters that have become an integral part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then just dumped them on their ass. Yeah, yeah. It's actually the first bit of news in a while. It's made me angry. Yeah. <laughs> they I, took having, you... having seen that episode with them leaving. Yeah. Um, And it's just kind of like, really? You've done this. You've built this all up that they're leaving and what's happening to them now it's not like mockingbird isn't a huge character in the comics no no so it's kind of like they've got rid of an avenger well yeah kind of yeah as such um and i think that's that's the disappointing bit is that she is such a, a main character and obviously nick blood's character our podcast is named after the the division of the government that he was the Trump, yeah. that was the leader of, mm, so, so you can kind of see it's <laughs> it's a bit hard on us because we considered that that might be a possible future storyline, and and now it seems like he's he's not going to be in anything. Yeah, yeah, it's very very strange decision that was. It's, yeah. I think, I know mean, we've had this discussion off air whether that's it's possibly or not the end result of some of those character clashes behind the scenes, but yeah. I guess we'll never really know. No, we know we've still got other shows that are coming that at the moment we haven't haven't heard cancelled. Mm. Um, there was the one unknown one that we still don't know anything about. Um, and then obviously the one that's going to be on the, the more family-orientated ch- uh, channel. But again, we've not heard anything about that, whether that's been picked up or not yet. No. Um, <coughs> in, in Cloak and Dagger, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we should we've lost. I say we've also had these rumours of these possible three or four new shows, haven't we, kicking around? Yep, yeah, that's there's the, the Punisher confirmation as well. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, we've obviously it's been confirmed that the Punisher now does have a series. It's great um, news. Nothing confirmed on dates or anything. Um, you've got to assume possibly it's going to come after the Defenders. I can't mm. see it coming in before that. Um, but then, against them a bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and then today the we've heard the rumours of there possibly being a phase two on Netflix. Um, today, the, the rumours come out that we possibly have the three other characters that will be in that phase. Um, two of them returning from from being films made by other people um, in Ghost Rider and Blade, um, alongside a new character that we've not seen on, on film before in Moon Knight, mm. um, which is interesting because I didn't realise this until I started reading up today. The four characters that have been confirmed were part of that that Marvel, like the darker side of Marvel series ah. that they'd been planning. Um, I can never remember the name of it. It's Mar- Marvel something. I can't remember what they called it. Is um, it kind of their their take on the Justice League Dark for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, it was kind yeah. of another division um, in the movie making side um, that were 
that they that never really took off. Obviously, they made Blaze, mm. um, but then the others were all separate. Yeah, um, I know Punisher was part of it as well, which is which is what's making me think this is possibly where they're going. Is that they're possibly going to do a darker offshoot for Netflix? Possibly, yeah. Um, obviously, we know that what they've already done is a, a heck of a lot darker than what they've they've already done. Um, with anything else, so it wouldn't be a surprise if they didn't go that way. Um, so for me, it'd be quite interesting. I know he doesn't really normally fit. It'd be quite nice to see the Punisher taking on something of a more supernatural element. Yeah, that's because the, there's, there's no conscience issues at all. Yeah, there for that, it. See, that's that's the thing. The three that they've announced is very, very much on the supernatural side. Mm. Um, so that's an, another interesting move. That obviously we know Iron Fist is slightly supernatural. Yeah. And we also know that obviously Doctor Strange is coming along, which is also mystical, supernatural yeah. type storyline. So it's interesting that they're definitely introducing this kind of storyline to the MCU. Yeah, um, maybe Strange is the ironically is the portal into them taking on that side of the universe a bit. Possibly, I think that will probably introduce it to the the outside world rather than. I think the Netflix stuff is kind of insular in the comic book world. I don't think it's really taken off yeah. into the big arena whereas mm. i think maybe doctor strange will kind of release that kind of story uh, yeah to the greater population i think i mean because um, lest we forget you mean you're talking about a, a, a demon from hell with a skeleton face that drives a motorbike yeah the guy that fights vampires which yeah. <laughs> currently doesn't fit anywhere yeah. in the MCU as it stands so it'll be it'll certainly be interesting and and talking about that darker side um Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has now been moved into a later slot mm. uh, for next season. Um, it's going to be 10pm, which is which is strange because it started as an 8pm show. Later series were 9pm and now it's moved to 10. Yeah. Um, so I kept read a couple of quotes from the, the ABC president and he didn't really make a lot of sense. He said it kind of could make the show a little bit edgier, but it wasn't really that cho- their choice. It was kind of dictated that what the other shows that they had for that for next year's schedule dictated that they had to move shield back so i don't really know where they're going with it it's kind of like is it a choice being made story wise or has it been forced upon them so it'd be interesting if it is going to go darker how that will fit in with the netflix shows mm, mm. so Definitely. but uh i think that's it for the the tv shows um yeah i think there other little bit and picked up there's actually some one or two guest announcements for London Film and Comic Con which are very much in our remit um, that's taking place on the 29th to 31st of July at Olympia I believe it is yes yeah um, now Earl's Court's gone it's moved to the Olympia yeah. full time uh, of course just mentioned Doctor Strange one of the big ones they've got his Mads Mikkelsen's there which I think is a pretty yes. cool guest to get yeah um, presumably with half an eye to run into the film yeah. um, we've got Eldon Henson's there as well of course who plays Foggy Yep. In Daredevil. I suspect he'll be quite popular as well that weekend. Yeah, I would imagine so. He's only doing Saturday and Sunday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've also got Jamie Harris from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not sure what the character was called. He's the guy who lost his... Got no eyes. Yeah, he was the the Inhuman. From, yeah. Did he um, first appear last year? Season... Was he in season one or season two? I can't yeah, quite I think remember. It was season two. He might have appeared just at the end of season one. Yeah, I'm sure there was somebody else. We, uh, we yeah, there was. It's James Frayne. 
Oh, that's correct. Yeah, James Frain. Uh, I do forget that. From Agents of Shield, uh, alongside lots of other stuff, um, yeah. other comic book shows like like Gotham. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, I think the the big kicking off point for him was uh, was the Tudors. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yes, of course. Yeah. So I mean, between that event and and Ultimates, there's quite a few Marvel casts kicking around the next few months to get yeah. to meet. So. Yeah, and London Expo next weekend. Of course, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Henstridge, um, Nick Blood, as we mentioned earlier. Mm. Um, Luke Mitchell is there as well. And Lottie Verbeek from Agent Carter. Um, That's a that pretty event. good line-up, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I'll be attending that. Um, I don't know whether I'll have much interaction with, with the guests, but... I'll try my best to get some words for them, from them for the for the podcast. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, so, and I think building into the the last thing um, before we move into the review, and it kind of links, is the huge box office for Civil War. Yeah. Um, nearly a billion dollars already worldwide in, as I said, crazy. two and a half, three weeks since it came out. Um, crazy. It's now the biggest film of the year. Um, it's just overtaken Zootopia, um, at about nine hundred and seventy-one billion. Uh, nine hundred and seventy-one million. Um, it's taken so far as of yesterday. Um, so depending on what it's done today, it could be edging ever closer to that one billion dollar mark. That's mad. Did um, I see it was something like the fifth biggest opening or something like that? Yeah, I believe yeah. believe it is the fifth biggest opening. It overtook Iron Man three, I think, wow. as the fifth biggest opening ever. Um, and it took some other records. It, I think it had the biggest opening Saturday um, ever um, in the in the US. So clean up in it this year. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely <clears throat> the biggest thing of the year. I don't think anything is going to touch it. I don't even think Rogue One will come near it. No. Um, as much as I'm looking forward to Rogue One, it's yeah. not an I think episode. Yeah, as a spin-off film, it's probably yeah. not going to have quite the same sort of attraction. So. <laughs> we know for sure that uh, Doctor Strange won't get anywhere near the box office for Civil War because he's not no, a known entity. It's, it's probably going to be more sort of Ant-Man. Yeah, returns, you would imagine. Yeah, low end. Yeah, you would imagine. It'll probably. I would imagine it'll probably do better than Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, mainly due to the fact that I think it's coming off the back of of a big film that, and with a major star as well as my, I love Paul Rudd to bits and always have mm. done. Yeah. But Benedict Cumberbatch, his stars far higher at the moment. Yeah. yeah he's got that name character. Yeah. As soon as, you, as soon as you see that name on the poster, it's going to attract more people. And I think, I think it's possibly, you're going to possibly be looking at kind of guardians of the galaxy numbers. Mm, I would imagine. So, but we shall see. We've got another, what? Five months until we see that. Yeah, something like that. Um, I mean, that, that first trailer certainly whet the appetite. Yeah, it certainly did, and um, and that's not uh, obviously. I think it it seems like it's a long way off, but certainly Civil War came around fairly quickly after <laughs> after Ant Man came out. So, so yeah, so I think I think that's it for news this this time round. Quite a bit um, for the over the last month. Um, We'll apologise now, before we start doing this. Both of us were uh, turned to the dark side at the weekend um, and went to a DC TV convention. Um, and we're both struggling a bit today. Um, 
me losing voice. Tony's been asleep before we started recording, so we'll apologise if if our voices start going and and God knows what before we we move on to the big yeah. the big review. Might sound um, like a doctor's surgery. But it's unfinished. Yeah, might well do. We might need the doctor by the end of this. Um, but yeah, I think obviously the big thing from the last month we talk, we mentioned it in the last podcast, civil war. So yeah. I think let's let's start with the story. I think I think the story was very well adapted for for the film. Obviously, they couldn't use a lot of it from the comic books, but I think what they did do with adapting it worked fairly well. Yeah. No, certainly, certainly some of the beats were still there. Like the catalyst was very similar. Yeah. Um, that was a nice element. I thought using Wanda for that. Yeah. And exploring what it, how it affected her. Yeah. Um, and also Tony's catalyst was very similar yeah. to the comic. Yeah. And it was quite nicely was. done actually to have a government official be the one acting of her own volition effectively. Yeah. Yeah. I said, like, and I, I said, I, I don't know when I, whether anybody saw it, but I did a like a mini live review on Facebook mm. um, about a week and a half ago, um, and I said it was it was very much still Cap's story. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't overtaken by the fact that there was these two team of teams of Avengers. I I never felt like it wasn't Cap's story. No, it no, still I'd agree felt with like that. it was it was fairly if you want to put it that way, a love story between Cap and Bucky. Yeah. I know it's funny. I was having a conversation on Twitter with somebody about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, shout out to Holly at dark side comics for that. Um, he's a big cap fan. Um, and, uh, there it did feel like in some ways that the bromance had been scaled down a little bit from the previous film though. Yeah. And I think that, that comes in with the fact that, that he was obviously very confused as to who he was at times in this film. Yeah. Obviously, when he first appears, he's obviously Bucky. Mm. Um, even though they try and make you think he's not. Mm. The first time yeah. we actually meet him properly, he is quite clearly Bucky. Yeah. Uh, he remembers Cap. He remembers Cap's mom. <laughs> um, which, again, is another story for another podcast with superheroes' moms and, and things <laughs> like that. But he quite clearly is Bucky, but then obviously he's triggered. Yeah. And it does leave him in a place that you don't really know where he is. No. And I and I think that does affect the the, the, the relationship. Yeah, the yeah. relationship between the two is quite clearly affected. And that's quite clearly with the with the ending where we find out that it was Winter Soldier that killed Tony's parents mm. and mm. the fact that we find out that Cap knew. Yeah. Um, and I think the key is, though, that the Cap is able to compartmentalise the fact that it wasn't his friend so much yeah. as it was the Winter Soldier that had done it. Yeah, exactly. I guess, to some extent, they, they are two different people in Tony's mind, to some extent. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I, But I do think that does affect the relationship between the two of them. Um, but, but yeah, it, it still very much felt like it was a sequel to Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I know people have said that he was like Avengers two two point five, but yeah, well, the airport stuff was it was going to be inevitable. Yeah, obviously, that was always going to be. There was always going to be a part of it. It's it's called Civil War. Yeah, you can't just have two people fighting. No, exactly. 
and I know we joked about it on the last episode with with Craig saying I've read the comic. There's thousands of superheroes fighting against each other, and yeah. in this there was six on each team. Mm. But it's still quite clearly a war. There's quite clearly a they yeah. differentiate between the two. There's, yeah. They've all got their own reasons for doing it. Yeah. No, it's funny you should say that because I was going to just pick up on one of. Just I saw you talk a little bit. I was talking story at the same time about the two new characters. Yeah, and it was interesting. They were both effectively for the film's purposes, uh, Team Stark. Yeah, but for very different reasons. Yeah, very different. And and obviously, Black Panther was obviously he changes his mind by the end of it. Yeah. Um, because he learns the truth. Yeah. But it's interesting, he basically kind of picks Tony's side just because it's not Caps, effectively. Yeah, exactly. It's just because it isn't the team that Bucky is on. Yeah. Uh, whereas Spider-Man's very different reasons. Well, again, it, it plays in the fact that he's, he's new to this superhero lore. Yeah. He's a little bit naive and susceptible yeah. to suggestion, effectively. Yeah, he's Tony. very, very impressed by Tony, I think, is the, yeah. is the thing. And obviously they don't go down the same path that they did with Spider-Man in the... In the comic book, he doesn't change sides. No. Um, he's still very much Team Iron Man at the yeah. end of the film. Whereas, yeah. as we said, Black Panther isn't by the end of it. Um, mm. And has taken in Cap's team and is looking after him in Wakanda. Yeah. So it kind of like they they switched people that were going to change sides. Yeah. I mean, I know that you weren't so keen on... Well, not so much Panther, but the Prince side of him, were you? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't even so much that. It was just kind of the situations that he was put in. Yeah. Um. It kind of felt like he didn't need to be there some of the time. It was kind of like he was just there for the sake of it. Yeah, it was there like, was possibly driving the story occasionally once yeah, or twice. Yeah, and it just—I I got nothing wrong with Chadwick Boseman's portrayal yeah. of him. I thought he was fantastic. Loved the, loved the costume. I loved everything. Yeah. It was. It just seemed like at sometimes he was he was shoved into places where he wasn't really needed. Yeah, I, mean, I think it, they did give him a nice emotional arc though. That the yeah. scene with Zemo towards the end was fantastic. You you, yeah. you do not know which way it's going to go, and then he then he decides to put his vengeance to one side. And it's a really nicely done scene, yeah. I thought. Yeah, very much so. And and obviously, as we mentioned, the the end scene um, in the credits with with Black Panther and Cap. Mm. Um, when yeah. Bucky's being put under again, yeah, um, quite clearly that there's something there for future films. Yeah, um, I can't imagine we're not going to see Bucky in the Black Panther film. Um, I know it has been rumoured now that it has been spoken about. Um, yeah, but and, yeah, I, there's, I was say, there's two kind of two schools of thoughts that you might turn up, and other people have been wondering whether they're going to kind of sideline Bucky now because he's main story's been yeah. done hasn't it yeah i just i just uh, think the the reintroduction tell. of him yeah i think the reintroduction of him later on certainly if if iron man's back within the the group i think that dynamics there again obviously mm. now he knows but possibly with future films coming tony may learn to understand what was what happened and it yeah. wasn't his fault yeah. um so i'm hopeful that because for me, Sebastian Stan was one of the the better actors in the film. Mm, no, I think he did a really good job. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic, and mm. and I really hope they aren't gonna gonna push him out. Um, uh, I know he's still got a lot of films left on his contract, um, 
he was one of the one of the ones that signed a nine nine picture deal. Yeah. Um, and has so far only done three. Well, so, yeah, it's just go. It was nice to see them give him a couple of like moments. The scene in the car. Oh, him and is, Sam are brilliant it's together. Genius, yeah. It's a great moment. That, that just whole, at the right time as well. Yes. Yeah, that whole team was just brilliant together. Mm. Adding Scott Lang in there as well. Yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's just genius putting people like that together. Yeah, they got the comedy elements just right. Yeah, I think, I think. yeah. Whereas some people have said that some of the the Phase Two films have possibly overegged the the comedy in the films. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people feel that about Iron Man Three. I um, think uh, the second Thor film as well. A yeah, lot of people thought was as well. Yeah, Loki was a little bit too too happy go lucky at times mm. with his. Um, but yeah, I think I think the, the the putting together of the teams worked fairly well. Yeah. Um, yeah I, mean, so I suppose we should. As he was the big man addition, we should just spend a little bit, a little bit of time talking about Mr. Parker as well. Yeah, we should do. I think. <laughs> I think um, quite clearly he's the best Spider-Man we've had. Absolutely, because um, he, he nailed both parts. I think we've yeah. had the previous two actors either seem to get one or the other right. Yeah, I felt but that for Tobin, me he got the all round yeah. stuff this time. Toby Maguire, I've always felt was a better Peter. Mm. And there was always a, a gawkiness to him. Yeah. Um, whereas with Andrew, I always felt that Peter was possibly a little bit too too savvy geek, should I mm. say? That yeah. Kind of knows that he's a geek and knows that it's cool. Yeah. Um, but was a better Spider-Man. I always felt his his quipping was better, and yeah, there was always that that comedic bit that was from the comics where he would start to take the Mickey out of a out of another character, out of a villain. Yeah, and the way he stars. moved, the way he held himself as yeah. well. Whereas, <laughs> obviously, now we've got Tom Holland, who seems to be able to nail both parts. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that introduction in the in the living room in the, in the yeah. flat is fantastic. It yeah, is... Uh, quite clearly doesn't quite understand what he's doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't hasn't quite got to grips with who he is yet, um, and is still very awkward. Mm. Um. But then when he puts the suit on, quite clearly he's comfortable. Yeah, the cockiness is there, isn't it? The confidence. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and some great humour as well. The, yeah. The all Empire Strikes Back stuff was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, where we have to mention that, of course, we had our first sighting of Giant Man. Yes. Which is yeah. another... I think that had been spoiled. I, I've obviously... I'm sitting here looking at... Um, pop. <laughs> my pop Funko of Giant Man that came out before the film was released so we, I think we all knew that it was coming mm. it was just how well it was done it looked amazing didn't it actually um, and it felt it, real it yeah, just it, it was superbly it done didn't feel out of place no um, and obviously as you mentioned the whole whole Star Wars bit with, uh, with Peter taking him down with webs by wrapping, wrapping it around his feet to bring mm. him down <laughs> um, it was just brilliant and obviously they're the two most comedic characters in the film yeah. um, like I suppose those... we should mention the costume as well which I know got a lot of flack in those trailers but yeah. when you saw it finished up there on the big screen yeah. it looked right yeah it does it's, it's definitely an improvement on the first one yeah um, so yeah definitely definitely the, the costume and obviously we know it's CG um, I'm guessing he's possibly done some mocap work because we know that Tom Holland is is a gymnastics freak 
We've mm. seen him do that in in videos on Twitter and yeah. and everything. We know he can do it. Um, I think it was just possibly the location um, yeah. made it a little bit impossible for him to actually do it on set. Probably um, easier to do a bit more CGI in that that open set, isn't it? I suppose yeah. because a lot of action really flying yeah. around. As, as someone mentioned to me at the weekend, you you look at those scenes and you think, well, where the hell is he swinging from? Yeah, an airport is open. What yeah, what's exactly. he actually swinging from? So you so, assume yeah, it's just bits of the planes. And yeah, stuff. It, it would be very difficult for him to do anything but mm. CG, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as we've said, I think he's he's fitted right in. Um, it was nice bit. that I was, no, I was going to say it was nice in that sequence that they go, kind of gave him moments with most of the characters on the yeah, other side. Exactly, he seemed to take on at least every character once, mm. um, which was good, and it, it kind of it was an introduction. Um, and obviously, we had the the little bit with Steve and Peter, where they both discover they're from New York. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, which leads got- into the the end credit scene when Aunt May asks him where he got his bruise from, yeah, and he got it from Steve and his big mate, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kid. Yeah, from, kid that's from an old story. To don't get me started on the amount of people who left. Before. Yeah, I know. We were sat there and we were just like, "It's eight years. Come on, you know there's going to be another one." Just... I did say to my mate, "I wonder how many people of all these years have gone to watch and then suddenly watch Montelli and think, where's that come from?'" Yeah. Exactly. But then saying that, the US did get an extra scene on the original Avengers that we didn't get. That's right, yeah. So even we had the surprise of watching that when we bought the right. bought the DVDs. So so it wouldn't be the first time. But so, but yeah. Um so yeah, yeah Pete, Peter was a is a great introduction and, yeah. and I think that was a, another bit of bit of news that we, we missed out that Robert Downey Jr. has now signed for uh, course, Spider Man yes. Homecoming. Um, that's been announced since uh, Civil War came out. So, I so wonder gonna... whether we'll see uh, maybe a flashback to that sort of six-month period. Yeah, I wonder whether that's the that's the plan. So we can see Tony doing the research and reading the news reports or whatever, just yeah. to sort just to blend that in. Yeah, I I heard a rumor that someone else is going to be in Homecoming as well, but I can't remember who it was. It was another. It wasn't Steve either. It was it was someone else, and I can't can't remember what it was that that came out it's going to be someone else that we've already met um possibly hawkeye i think i read somewhere um but i'm not not sure about that so there was definitely really looking forward to that now next year yeah yeah it's going to be interesting because i think it's going to be very different to anything we've seen from from either the mcu or even spider-man films yeah um because it's going to be, I think it's going to be very heavily based in high school and and things like that. And I think it'll be it'll be something new for the MCU. Maybe a younger audience mm. um, will be drawn into it, which which isn't a bad thing. Always no, good, nice to get true. younger geeks in. Because so. the other irony might be that you'll see Tony in kind of a Hank Pym role. Yeah, possibly. That which is ironic because they don't like each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Should be it should be interesting an interesting take on it. I know yeah. Kevin Feige has now come out and said that basically they are in control of it. Good, um, which is obviously not a bad thing. Having as we've mentioned, eight years of films under his under his belt now. I think yeah. he's he's got to grips with uh, running the show now. 
whilst we're on that final scene, what was your take on it? Were you surprised or disappointed that it was a Spidey scene or expected? I, to be fair, I wasn't surprised at all. <laughs> I thought they were gonna they were gonna kind of introduce his his bigger story at mm. some point. I, I obviously he's the big he's the big name in the stable now. Yeah, um, we know that he was always gonna be once he came back in. Yeah. Um, the only thing I was disappointed with was that we didn't see Doctor Strange. Um, no. In one of those scenes. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Obviously, with it being the next next film, the only thing I can I can kind of take into account is that they had released a trailer. Um, Maybe, yeah. So I mean, back in the early days, back in Phase One, they were kind of like a couple of movies ahead with stuff, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of teaser we get at the end of Doctor Strange. Mm. Um. Because you've got to look at it, and the next two films after that are going to be Thor 3, Ragnarok, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Um, I would assume we'll possibly get something for Guardians. Um, yeah, because as we said a little bit earlier, we're starting to shift a little bit into the mystical stuff. Yeah. So whether they will have scenes all tie into that for one yeah. of the credit scenes. And I know for a fact that they did write an after credit scene that involved Hulk for Civil War, mm-hmm. and they cut it. Um, because they didn't want to spoil what was going to happen in Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming they're not going to touch those two characters. Yeah. Until Thor Ragnarok comes out. Um, so I would assume we'll probably get a Guardians teaser in the next film. Yeah. Um, um, what was your take on the way they handled Peggy? I thought it was quite nicely done, Michelle. Yeah, I thought it was. Um I have to be honest, there was a tear in my eye when that came yeah, up. I, I knew it was coming, um, yeah. but it didn't and... Yeah, it didn't stop me feeling that way. And especially when when Sharon gives the speech as well, mm. um, saying that she was always going to be in the shadow of her aunt. And I think yeah. that was the foreshadowing of what would come with her and Steve. Mm. Um, which is another interesting story that I wonder whether we'll see more of. Um because obviously in the comic books, Sharon kills Cap mm. um, and then finds she's pregnant with his child. Um, so obviously Sharon didn't know she was doing it and, and things like that. And, and that's been cut. Obviously Cap's still alive at the yeah. end of the film. Um, so it'd be interesting where they take that that relationship. And I think, as I said, with that speech at the funeral, I think that was foreshadowing what was what was going to come. Yeah. Um, and I think I know, I know again, that that sequence where they have the quick kiss. It, it yeah. did feel a little bit forced. I felt though. It, yeah, it was kind of like whether it was poorly shot or written. Yeah, or it, it was just, just it, it seemed like it was a a quick flash in the pan shot. Like oh, it's the end of the day. I suppose we better do this and get it done. Mm. Um, but obviously we could see it happening in Winter Soldier that there was something there. Yeah. Um, so I think we were all kind of expecting it, mm. but kind of not in the way that it happened. Like it was, she was there and then she was gone. Yeah. Um, there didn't seem to be much build up to it. Mm. Um, other than the fact that she'd obviously helped them previously get their costumes back and yeah and things like that. Um, I just, it felt to me like it was like maybe like a late addition to the script yeah. or something. Like there was something else there. Like they were just going to talk. Yeah. And then she was going to go. Like there wasn't, there was kind of bordering on a relationship, but because she was going, they couldn't. Yeah, because I mean, 
going back to the bromance thing, I think uh, the trouble is, I think with the best will in the world, we'd all some in some ways. I know a lot of cap fans do do look at the old Bucky thing as a, a very deep relationship, but I think that Marvel, some of the suits, we get very cold feet about that. Yeah, they have they have confirmed that there will be a, a gay character at some point, mm. uh, but they've not said who at the moment. Mm. Um, I'm wondering whether they might go down that line with Captain Marvel. Oh, possibly. Um, we shall see, but I can't. There's no other characters that I can kind of see yeah. at the moment that are, that could possibly be. We know Doctor Strange has got a love interest. Yeah, obviously Star Lord already has. Yeah, um, Hulk has. Not that yeah. that'd be the sort of relationship that they'd want to start with. <laughs> Thor has got a new love interest for the new yeah. film. So really, it's only kind of leaving us with with Captain Strange. Uh, with mm. Captain Strange, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, so I think that would possibly be where we see it. Possibly on television as well, particularly something like Netflix, if it happened, that they could, we, yeah. it might fly a bit more as well. With yeah. the, I mean, e- Even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I think you could possibly get away with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the moment. I just don't think they want to they wanna touch that side of things no. at the moment, uh, as proven this week by the fact that they came out and said that they axed the female villain from Iron Man 3. Yeah, I was just reading that earlier this evening, actually. Um, due to the fact that she wouldn't have sold enough toys. <laughs> yeah. And so, like Killian sold an absolute yeah. crap load. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's there's that side. Yeah. I know they have mentioned it. Um, and I think that's just the way, uh, being pragmatic about it, that's where it's going to come from the top in some ways. Yeah. With their money, they want to go for the biggest buck. Yeah, certainly. Uh, uh, not, we're not saying that it's right. No, exactly. Uh, but and Disney, Disney don't normally shy away from this sort of thing. I have to be honest. Mm. Um, so it's an interesting take that Marvel seem to feel like they can't. Yeah. Um, whether it's the superhero say, thing or television, maybe where you'll see it front and centre. Yeah. More. Yeah. But going back to Peggy, yeah, I think it was a, it was a fitting way for her to to bow out. Yeah. Um, the the text that Steve receives. In the middle of an argument, which is is yeah. even worse for for him, that he kind of just has to get up and go. Um, I thought it was a nice touch that obviously we know Natasha's gone to the other side, uh, yeah. working with with Tony. But I thought it was a nice touch that she she was at the funeral as well, um, alongside Sam. So, yeah. so thought, whilst we're talking relationships, because the other one that really sort of springs to mind to an extent is Wonder. Well, it's almost a triangle. Yeah. yeah even, though it's, even though with Hawkeye, it's not of a sexual nature. Yeah, it certainly isn't. He is definitely more of the father figure for her. And I thought yeah. I thought that was a nice way to bring him in. I just... That whole story just felt like a bit of a, a waste for me. It just, yeah, for the three of them, really. It yeah. didn't fix them well, did it? No, we obviously wonder had the bit at the start of the film with causing the whole, whole war. Um... But that, once it got to that point, it just felt a little bit lacking. Mm. Um, Hawkeye kind of comes in, comes out of retirement, pulls her out of the Avengers building, yeah. and that's kind of all he does, other than, obviously, the the iconic shot of Ant-Man on his arrow. <laughs> um, it kind of felt like... He arrow was, guy. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was very wasted for, for pulling him out of retirement as such. Yeah. Um, and and for me, the Viz, as he's now known as, 
um, which I thought was awful. I have to be honest, calling him Fizz. Yeah. I just thought thought that was a really poor bit of writing. Yeah. Um, we all know his division. I've seen him that, that sort of day wear as well as yeah. he was wearing. Which, which I'd read that he was obviously channeling Jarvis a bit more. Yeah. Um, but that it just felt kind of like he was a babysitter. Yes. And there wasn't much else use for him. Mm. And I know, obviously, later on, he, he nearly kills War Machine. He nearly kills Rhodey. But it just, it just again, it just felt a waste of a character that they'd built up so much in the previous film. Yeah. Um, to just kind of be this babysitter figure. Um, and also a little bit of a perv. <laughs> in the scene walking through the walls. Um, there's definitely some something weird there, um, but we all know the the relationship in the comics yeah. that they get married. Yeah. Um, so it's not a surprise that they were trying to build that up, but it it did feel it didn't feel so much like a a relationship between the two, mm. but more of a a babysitter child relationship. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think that whether they they struggle to find the tone with that or what, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and like you say, yeah, Hawkeye sort of has two moments. Um, so you should talk about Ant Man. So we did mention G- Giant Man. I thought Rod was served quite well. Actually, he had a couple of nice scenes in there. Yeah, it certainly was. It wasn't the waste that it could have been. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it in the trailer, but when you, when you first see him in the movie and he's just trying to kip in the back of the van, yeah. that was just Scott, wasn't it? it was yeah, so- it was everything about Scott was how he should be. That's exactly how Ant-Man should be. Like when they're in the the prison as well. Oh, yeah. Um, And he's he's laughing it up because he's done this all before. Yeah. Um, Whereas the others are kind of taken aback because they've all been military or or things like that and they've they've never really had that that experience whereas Scott is kind of just like, yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. Um, Like in that first scene, as we said. When he meets Cap, and Cap tells him <laughs> that that's it now, you're a wanted man, and he said, yeah. "What's new?" Yeah. So, and it, it was very much the Scott Lang that we met in in Ant Man. Yeah. Um, I didn't think there was much change to him at all. No. Um, other than the fact that obviously now he is a superhero. Yeah. Um, and he's quite clearly comfortable at being a superhero. And it'll it'll be interesting. It'll take his film off in a slightly different direction because he. He's very much will be a wanted man again now. Yeah, come out exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him, because obviously mm. he can't vi- visit his daughter again and and things like that. And he's mm. he's very much well. For all we know, he's in Wakanda at the moment. Yeah, with the rest no, of the possibly. team. Yeah, well, possibly. Yeah. So we don't really know. Um, so that that should be interesting to see where that that takes takes the sequel. Um, yeah. So we haven't really touched on the villains much yet. What did you think of Zemo? Um, I'm not really sure yet. I, I'm going to have to see it again to get a, a full grip on him. At some at some points, he's very much the the overarching villain. Mm. Um, but then at other times, he's kind of just flitting in and out. Yeah. Um, the la- certainly the last third of the film, he's very much the villain you would expect. Yeah. I but, did like the fact that he didn't want to resurrect the soldiers. Yeah. That generally caught me out when you get there and you see that he's executed them all. Yeah, he's, he's quite clearly only in it for himself. 
Yeah. At this point. Um, yeah. And the nice thing is... Around... I was going to say they played around with the phone message, of course, the first time I didn't twig it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the nice fact is that they haven't killed him off. Mm. Um, and possibly we will see him in his proper costume. Yeah, maybe. At, at a later point, because there's very much a look of Zemo that's very similar to Thanos mm. um, when he's in, in his costume. So I'm wondering whether that might be what we see. There's been rumours that Infinity War, Thanos will have right-hand men again. Yeah. Um, we are, possibly... We're assuming that that blackboard is full of heroes yeah. that they talked about, but there's a lot of villains they can yeah, back, you, bring in. Yeah, you've got to assume there's been there's been talk that we'll possibly see Loki. Um, I know yeah. Tom came out and said that possibly Ragnarok will be his last appearance, but then he seemed to change his tune, and I wonder yeah. whether he'd spoken to Marvel at some point, who'd may possibly spoken to him about Infinity War. Um, there's been rumours that we'll see Red Skull again. Yeah. Um because we don't know that he's dead. He no, went that's... through that portal and and that was it. Yeah. So it could possibly be that these all end up being Thanos's foot soldiers. Yeah. Um, the Loki one is interesting because when we leave him he's kind of on a slightly redemptive arc, not entirely. Yeah. Because he sees the king of the castle now but yeah. he, he's, he's a slightly different character to what you meet in the Avengers. Oh yeah, he certainly was and uh, as we said he was a bit more comedic in in Thor 2. And it was kind of like he was lightening up a bit. He wasn't under this pressure of being the adoptive son. um, That he finally accepted what he was. um, But still felt like he could rule Asgard. Um, Which obviously at the end of Thor 2 he is. Um, So so I think there's a lot of seeds possibly been laid out of this film. Yeah. Planted for the future movies as well. Yes, yeah. I definitely think we haven't seen the last of Zemo. Mm. Um, Which is a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think think we've seen a lot of villains killed off too quickly or been weak. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, as we've mentioned, Thor 2 wasn't the greatest of MCU films. Mm. Yeah. and Mel Keith wasn't particularly well written. As much as we love Chris Eccleston being Doctor Who fans, um, he wasn't the <laughs> yeah, greatest he was of villains. Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then seeing people like Von Strucker killed off quite quickly yeah. in Age of Ultron, I think it's it's nice that there's possible villains that could come back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was is, very much people in suits were not necessarily villains but just the antagonists yeah villains. obviously martin freeman Tony himself and then yeah. you've got ross yeah well the two rosses effectively which is really confusing yeah yeah <laughs> exactly and aren't related in any way shape or form yeah. um but it was a nice turn from freeman actually for yeah the he had, actually. yeah and he's another one that we're we're assuming will pop up in black panther i know it's mm. it's not been confirmed but i know in the comic books he he spends quite a bit of time in wakanda um mm. So, so do we, does he get to be in some sort of ambassadorial role? In yeah, that? I think I think that's what how he's written in the comic books is that he is an ambassador of mm. of kinds rather than a government official as such. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what we do with that? Yeah, uh, that's a, another rumor that's come out today that um, John Boyega might possibly be in Black Panther, um, oh. which could be for quite that interesting. Got, and we got. Um, Michael has announced this week, wasn't he? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another Fox Marvel character. Well, yeah, we now have two human torches in the MCU. That's and right. Not, yeah, Mike, Mike neither be... of them playing him. Yeah. 
So it's bizarre. So yeah. Now, in fact, after this film, I'm really looking forward to that now. And on yeah. the back of Creed earlier this year, I think what Coogler does with that yeah. is going to be really interesting. Yeah, I've not seen um, Creed yet. I know it's it's just come out on DVD, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so well, worth to look, actually. Yeah. There's, there's these other films on Netflix as well. Is, yeah, um, Fruit Fruitvale Junction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I read that. somewhere that Michael wrote some of the lines for Black Panther ah. um, in Civil War. Um, so it's interesting that they've now picked him up as a as a cast member um, to play the villain. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. It, again, it'll be something different. I think it'll be. It's the first time they've really touched on royalty as mm. such. I think um, obviously with the the now postponed in, Inhumans that was going to deal with the Inhuman royal family, um, that would have been an interesting thing to see. Was be between two royal families, but uh, as we've said... But it's also interesting to have a character who publicly outs himself yeah. because he claimed diplomatic immunity in that whole yeah. chase sequence. Yeah. It, so, you know what, I'm just going to take my helmet off, my mask off. <laughs> yeah, so... But I'm really looking forward to Black Panther. As I said, I wasn't convinced of some of the, the character beats. Yeah. Um, but him but, himself, I thought he did yeah. a good job. Yeah. Um, what else was there that... Obviously, oh, the the ending obviously with uh, Cap kind of saying to Tony he's still there if he needs him. The yeah, kind well, of, that's setting us up for Infinity War. Yeah, isn't it? so it'd be interesting because I've I've seen rumours of people that have already signed their contracts for for Infinity War. I know Hemsworth signed his. I've read that uh, Sebastian Standard actually signed his and agreed that he was going to be in it as part yeah. of his nine nine film deal so course, we're still calling it infinity war in the absence of a new title yeah the minute, they've they've come out and said that they're going to be given different titles to stop yeah. fans being confused by the by the fact that they've got two films named the mm. same yet are very different films yeah that was an interesting comment i thought to me that suggested one's on earth one's in space but there we go yeah i i get the feeling we'll and as i mentioned signed contracts one of them was chris pratt that had apparently signed his Infinity War ah, contract. So, um, and these the, these three characters, the, these three actors had signed for both parts. Ah. So, it makes me think that possibly we'll meet the Guardians at the end of the first part. Yeah, possibly. Um, as possibly Poss- part of ending up, the main characters end up in space, or or that we see the Guardians return to Earth. Um, mm, yeah. For me, the big thing I really want to see how Tony reacts to a talking raccoon. <laughs> Absolutely. If they don't do that, it's a complete waste. No, because you just know Tony's going to be oh, like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, absolutely. I'm so sarcastic about it. It's just... And you know the the joke will come up about a talking raccoon again, and Rocket will just go, "I'm not a raccoon." Yeah. Quite clearly, you know he's going to do that. Yeah. So, and everybody's reaction to the fact that Groot can only say, "I am Groot." Yeah. Yeah. If they don't play on that, then it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Be... There'll be something about going to woods or something yeah. and them losing yeah. Groot or something in the woods. <laughs> you just know it's coming. Yeah. But, yeah, it certainly has built us up for future films. I don't think there's any any doubt there. No, I'm really excited now to see where the next phase yeah. or two goes now. Uh, yeah, phase, phase three is definitely looking very promising. Um, and then once we come to the end of phase three, where where do we go from there? 
is is the question. Obviously, now with the the Spider Man Rogues Gallery included, yes, indeed, it'd be interesting to see whether they go with one of his villains as the overarching villain for future. Um, hopefully, Norman Osborn will be be in there because he has been the the big villain. For well, the, he's a character that lends himself to sort of the various parts yeah. of the MCU, doesn't he? Yeah, he certainly does. And then the the other fingers crossed for Phase Four is Fantastic Four coming back into the fold. Um, well, I'd like to see it. Fingers uh, crossed. And would would be lovely to see Doom be the overarching villain, an MCU mm. version of Doom. Yeah. Um, yeah, done properly. So. And obviously, they could now introduce the full story for the Fantastic Four properly. Of them in space. Yes, of course, yeah. Um, and obviously Spider-Man's long, long-term long story with, yeah, with Venom. Yeah, association with them as well. So, <coughs> so yeah, it certainly set us up for the, the long yeah. haul now, I think. Yeah. So are we going to give this film a score out of five, do you think, between us? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a four. Um, well, seeing as I gave, I think, Winter Soldier, I think a four and a half, maybe even a five... And I think that the true story was much, but I'd probably go with the four as well. Yeah, but yeah, I'd agree yeah. that I, I definitely think Winter Soldier was a was a better film. I still think the first Avengers was a better film as well. Mm. Um, not that I thought it was a bad film in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it was it was very enjoyable. Um, I will most blockbusters would love to get four out of five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and most films would love to get a billion dollar box office. Absolutely. Um, Obviously, Batman vs Superman nearly made it mm. um, when it probably didn't warrant anything. I think that was off the back of the fact that it got such bad reviews. Yeah, um, that it got such a big box office. Um, but yeah, nearly a billion dollars. Uh, you can't argue with that. I think, as we yeah. said, four out of five is up there. It's in my top five. Um, I think only for me, only Winter Soldier, The Avengers, Iron Man. And I'd probably put the first first Avenger above it as well. I have to be honest. I still, I, I love the the World War setting. Well, yeah, as first. you know, I've always been, I'm a sucker for World War Two movies, and that that was kind of my favourite of the individuals from Phase One yeah. purely because it was a World War Two movie. Yeah, so it was me, and I think stick that a little bit. I think Civil War's up there, kind of for me with with probably Ant Man. Yeah, in that kind of that middle middle section. Yeah, um, I think that's. The great thing about the MCU overall, most of the movies are three and a halfs at the worst. Yeah, exactly. Three. A lot of them are fours and four and a halfs, and there are a couple yeah. of fives in there, arguably. Yeah. So. yeah, I certainly agree, and I think I think it can only get better with the, mm. the with the introduction of new characters, and fingers crossed that we see some of the the TV characters in these films as they yeah they roll along. Um, yeah, so see, they've got two years now to write something in for the defenders. Yeah, um, now the defenders is coming. Yeah. They've got no excuse really not to find it four or five pages of script yeah. for them. There and I know they said that they did look at possibly having them in Civil War, but they said by the time they'd finished writing the the script, they hadn't even aired Daredevil. Yeah. Um. So they that felt that it was a little yeah. bit difficult for them to fit them in. They didn't know where they were going to be, yeah. and I think now's the point of obviously. Daredevil's got two seasons. Jessica Jones is currently getting its second season written. Luke Cage has finished filming. Uh, And you know, as the main characters, they're not going to be killed off in their own show. No, exactly. So you know they're going to be alive. And that's that's the thing. I think we will see them. I think 
Even if it's just a quick glimpse just of like, them. Yeah, five pages tops of cameo yeah. of just grind, grind work and they're there for shots. We, we still, still need Coulson back in the fold. I still, yeah. I think that's... How would they, the, the Avengers not know that he was alive? Well, quite. It just <laughs> it seems a little bit ridiculous that they haven't found out that helicarriers are being sent by some random person. Well, that's kind of the one bit of news we didn't really discuss earlier is Chloe's comments this week. Yeah, she doesn't seem particularly happy about how things have gone. I know, I know she was certainly looking towards the fact that she'd been in the Humans movie. Mm. I have no doubt about it that that's where she thought it was going. Yeah. Um, and now, obviously, that's been postponed. She's obviously looked at it and gone, well, now I'm not going to be in them. Let's yeah. make a point about it, I think. And it's a real, real shame because that, that cast are putting a lot of work yeah, yeah, and you kind of like to see a couple of them cameo in Infinity Yeah, War. as I said, I obviously, as we said, Chloe, with with being Quake, she'd obviously fit in. Cause she has actually a bona fide superhero. She yeah, has powers. So yeah. she'd certainly fit in. Um, yeah. And as I said, it's just a shame that the Inhumans movie's gone, um, which will lessen the involvement of the Inhumans overall, I think. Mm, no, quite. So, but yeah, yeah, I think. Well, we've pretty much exhausted that. I think, yeah, man. I think so. Yeah, I don't think that was a was a bad review at all. No. Um, obviously, we'll we'll be back in in a month's time. Um, Probably with our yeah post um, the convention. Yeah, so. I think uh, there there'll be an Ultimates review. I'm sure we'll probably chat about X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, um, will come up. I don't know whether I'm going to get to see it, but. Um, it's not so much of a problem for me being spoilt with, with that film because I'm. I have to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of the the rebooted X verse. Mm. Um, so, I like the first one. Yeah, the first one was very good. The last one I thought was fairly poor and was only saved by the fact that Hugh Jackman was in it. Mm. Um, I'm seeing mixed reviews again for this one. I know we've we've yeah. chatted about it um, that a lot of the early reviews were fairly poor. Yeah, uh, over the last couple of days since it's opened, um, I've seen better reviews of it. So it's it's an interesting one. I'm just not completely taken by the by the cast. I have to be honest um, yeah. in the roles that they've got. Um, I just don't buy them as much as I did the original cast. Um, so that that'll pop up on the next one, I'm sure. Um, you can find and us it- in all the all the usual places. Um, we're on Twitter. At Strike Podcast UK, uh, Instagram at Strike Strike Podcast. I hope I'll be able to take some pictures and post them up um, from the future events in the next month or so. Uh, on Facebook, um, just search for Strike Podcast, um, and you'll find us. Uh, we've also now got our blog up and running. Um, you can find us at MCU uh, Strike MCU Podcast at WordPress.com. Um, I've started posting some articles up there, um, and I'm sure there'll be more over the the coming days. Um, and I think that's that's about it from us. So uh, we'll say good night. Good night. Night.